0: Happy birthday, church! And what a beautiful birthday it is as we begin to open the church back to worship as we know it. Beginning next week, this service will be virtual and held at the same time, but you will begin to see a congregation here worshiping with us. It is such a joyful time to be able to see each other's faces again and to open a whole new chapter in the life of the church on its birthday. So happy birthday, Christians. Today is the day that we received the gift of the Holy Spirit, the greatest birthday present ever given. Today is the day that we began to hear the language of God. I believe that I've heard God's voice one time in my entire life and that voice only spoke two words. For those of you who've read my first book, Between Two Worlds, I I tell this story and I've told it in this pulpit many years ago, but let me tell it again. I was finishing seminary. And I got to go to Israel and spend three weeks walking in the footsteps of Jesus. Towards the end of my time, I went to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, which is built over the site of Golgotha and where they believe the tomb of the resurrection occurred. And on my first visit, I went directly into the tomb at five o'clock in the morning, knelt down and a... A Catholic priest was saying the Mass in Spanish and without even asking he put the wafer on my tongue and I felt the presence of God and I was so thankful to be there. And then the next day, for some unknown reason, I found myself going back, but this time not in the early morning, but in the middle of the afternoon. It was hot and crowded, I didn't really want to be there. I knelt outside the tomb and there was a long line of people going into the tomb. I knelt there and closed my eyes and just said, Well, God, I'm here. I don't really know why. And I heard this voice. To this day, it's just as clear as it was back then. And that was 26 years ago. The two words that I heard were, come inside. And I don't know how to describe the voice. I couldn't tell if it was male or female. The best word that comes to mind is well, so very well, so very joyful, strong, jubilant. Come inside. And I opened my eyes and the long line that had been coming out of the tomb was gone. There was no one there. I walked into the tomb wondering what was going on. I saw the basket and thought, oh, let me just give everything that I have. So I put the cash that I had in my pockets in the basket, knelt down, and then the security guard ran in and said, why are you alone here? Are you taking all of our money? I left that day and that voice just... It's not like a memory, it has never faded, it stays with me. And the Hebrew scriptures are full of times of people hearing this voice of God and it's, it's a wonderful thing, I, I will never forget it. But what happened on Pentecost was different and even better than hearing the voice of God. What happened on the day of Pentecost When those disciples were all together in the upper room and not sure what they were supposed to do next, is that God's presence came down upon them and didn't speak to them, it spoke through them. God's Holy Spirit didn't speak to them. What happened that was entirely new was that God spoke through them, and they were so filled with joy and that wellness and that jubilance that they went out into the streets and they spoke many languages, and the Holy Spirit spoke through them, telling this story of joy, this story of Jesus, and the gospel just spread like fire. In fact, we wear red on Pentecost because fire is something that speaks of the Holy Spirit this burning desire to speak God's love into the world. You know, most of us forget that in our baptism, there were really two things that happened. We were baptized into the body of Christ, and we always talk about that, and that's a wonderful, incredible gift. But a second thing happened at our baptism. We were sealed by the Holy Spirit, and marked as Christ's own, we became Christ's mouthpiece. The Holy Spirit can speak through you if you will allow her or it or him. The Holy Spirit wants to speak through you, through a specific language that God has given to you to speak to the world. Let me give you an example. There is a couple in our parish whose daughter committed suicide, adult daughter. Can you imagine the pain and the struggle of that? Out of their grief and out of their longing and out of their education and healing, they have decided that they are going to minister to other parents whose adult children have died in that very particular way. And that couple speaks a language that no one else can speak, unless they have been through such a cross. That fire that has nearly killed them and consumed them with pain, but has reformed them in the image of Christ because they allowed it to do that, they are going to allow the Holy Spirit to speak through them to other parents who know this grief that has no bounds that is like none other. And they will speak their language because they're allowing themselves to become vessels of the Holy Spirit. And this language, sometimes it happens in words, sometimes it just happens in love. A couple weeks ago, I saw another example of the Holy Spirit speaking through someone here in this church. I was in a meeting in the evening and I heard this man just screaming outside the cathedral and he had a metal rod and he was hitting a dumpster and making this huge sound. And it, I didn't know what the sound was or why he was screaming and swearing. And But I rushed outside and Debbie Johnson, the director of operations, rushed outside with me. We turned around on the corner to Shields Place and we saw this very skinny white man, looked sort of emaciated, was taking this metal pole and just whacking our dumpster and swearing and going nuts. Debbie and I stood there on the corner and looked at him and he looked at us. He looked at us, oh yeah, there's two privileged white women and he started to swear and scream again and we were too scared to go any closer. And then Malcolm walked around the corner You know Malcolm, our sexton, a big, strong black man. Malcolm is a deeply faithful follower of Christ. I like to tell him, I preach inside the church and he preaches outside the church. Malcolm has been incarcerated and Malcolm has been homeless and he has found Christ and he is the most trustworthy man that I know. I would trust him with my life. And Malcolm rounds the corner, and he looks at this man, and this man, who's whacking the dumpster and screaming obscenity, stops, and he looks at Malcolm. And unlike little Debbie and I standing there, this time, Malcolm got this man's attention. And Malcolm starts quietly walking towards the man. And Debbie and I look at each other like we better watch. We're gonna go call for help. I I was worried. I didn't want Malcolm to get hurt. I didn't know if the man was gonna hit him with the metal rod. I didn't know if Malcolm was gonna yell at him and tell him to get lost. So I'm watching and Malcolm is slowly walking towards the man. And instead of yelling at him, he speaks very softly I could not hear what he was saying. I guess his language was meant for this man and not for me. But I saw this man put down that metal rod, and I saw him begin to slump over, and I saw him talking to Malcolm and looking like he was going to cry. They talked for about three or four minutes, and then this man grabbed his bags and belongings and walked on peacefully. Malcolm turned around, and he came back to me, and I said, how did you do that? What did you say? And he said, oh, I've I've been there. I know what that man felt like. I know what... How much he was hurting and I told him that God loves him, but that this is God's house and he was scaring people and he didn't want to do that. On this day as we are birthed again as church, I ask you, what is the language that the Holy Spirit speaks through you? Where is that place of cross, of fire, of pain that you have endured that has taught you? Where is that place of brokenness that makes you able to reach out to someone else's brokenness and tell them about the love of God? Do you know that the Holy Spirit descended upon you at your baptism, anointed you as Christ's own, and gave you the authority to speak that love into the world. It is yours to claim. What an incredible thought that God would speak through us. And it takes great discernment. We have to remember it is always a voice of love. It is never a voice of judgment or condemnation or criticism or hatred. The voice of the Holy Spirit is a voice of love and peace, justice and mercy. And if you allow it, it can pour out through you, out into this world that is starving for it. And as we begin to see one another face to face, let us ask ourselves, oh Lord, what is the language that you give me to speak today? And how may I give it to the world? That is our charge, O church, on this day of our birth. That is our charge, people of God. Amen.